We are back with the second part in our illustrious story of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard debacle. And I think this is perfect timing just personally because I know that as I was talking to a friend over the holidays, um, they listened to the first part of this podcast and so they were sending me a few different things and everywhere was justice for Johnny Depp. Justice for Johnny Depp, which I mean... That's good. I hear that. I hear that we don't want anyone to be abused. But Brittany and I don't feel like it's that cut and dry. We feel like in our previous episode, we talked a lot about Johnny Depp's behavior and how there were some red flags for being a perpetrator of domestic violence. Not to say that he is not a victim as well. But I think it's pretty clear based on the evidence that he is also a perpetrator. Right, Brittany? Yeah, and I think that that's... And for some reason, I feel like we have to have this disclaimer when we talk about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp because people will just immediately get shut down if we can't also consider that Johnny Depp is also a victim. Right? So, like, we can't just go into this talking about that Johnny Depp is a perpetrator. Like we also have to say at the same time that he might also be a victim. And I'm not convinced that he's not. Right. I mean, I am extremely convinced based on doing a deep dive into this and having a a pretty, pretty detailed understanding of what domestic violence looks like, um, that he is a perpetrator of domestic violence. Like I think based on the evidence that that I have seen, plus my experience and training on domestic violence, there's definitely stuff there where he he is a perpetrator of domestic violence. But I don't I'm not I'm not going to rule out the fact that it could be mutual abuse. Right. Right. It's very possible that Amber Heard is also abusive. I I agree. I just think it's interesting that to even have like a conversation about this publicly or with other people, you kind of have to start off with like, but maybe he's also a victim. I maybe, maybe Amber Heard is also a perpetrator because they won't even like be open to having a conversation, you know, like I'm almost afraid (laughs) of like not opening with that, you know? Absolutely. The internet is very, very one-sided about this issue and they are on the side of justice for johnny mm-hmm. and we are in a minority opinion i believe that's what it looks like at least in the united states so i checked out change.org's petitions today and so these are some of the numbers there's there is a lot of petitions for johnny and against amber heard i didn't find a single petition for amber heard or against johnny depp um but so the big ones um there's one to fire amber heard from aquaman and that has as of today 1,786,652 signatures Woo. Yeah. Um, Then there's a petition to rehire Johnny Depp onto Pirates of the Caribbean, and that has 385,411 signatures. And then there's one to rehire Johnny Depp onto Fantastic Beasts, 
and that has 207,850. Um, there's also, <laughs> there's also a petition to replace Amber Heard in Aquaman with Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how I feel about this. I've been pretty clear based on our conversations. However, I think I would love to see that happen, not because of Amber Heard, but because of Danny DeVito, right? Yeah, I think that that I'm surprised that petition doesn't have more people signing it than just firing Amber Heard from Aquaman. Yeah. There's even like a photoshopped picture of Danny DeVito with like the long flowing red hair. <laughs> <laughs> so that has um, like 30,555 signatures. That sounds great. I, I think that. so something something that's interesting to me and I think I don't know. Maybe this is an, an indicator of just the way that the public's perception of this is right now, but I think it's interesting to me that the fire Amber Heard from Aquaman has way more signatures than any of the pro Johnny Depp petitions combined. Why do you think that and might be? I, I think that people just, I think that people more hate Amber Heard than they are necessarily like pro Johnny Depp. I think that there's definitely for sure a lot of people that love Johnny Depp. But I think that there are a lot of people that are just absolutely despise and hate Amber Heard. Hmm. Because, and it's almost... Yeah, because why? I, I think it has to do with, like, the idea of, like, a, a woman making a false report. Hmm. And so it's kind of like, how dare you make a false report? This makes other women who make valid reports look bad. This, you know, is uh, detracting from the real plight of male survivors, you know, because obviously if you're making a false report, then he's a victim. Yeah. Well, and I wonder too, if it maybe pulls a lot of the conversation from the Me Too movement that was pretty volatile. -y. Like it was pretty, it was pretty um, not well received by the general population. There was a lot of hate feedback of, mm -hmm. of like people do this to get attention. Look, another person is trying to like blow up their career or get attention or whatever. And I remember, I, I can remember many, many, many um, public speaking engagements and presentations that I have done where I've gotten a lot of that that negative energy of like, well, most people that report is a false report. And that's mm -hmm. a very common perception. And so I wonder if it pulls a lot from that, where this is a very public figure that so many people can be like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. No sexual, yeah. assault, no domestic violence incident is real. It's all a false report. Look at Amber Heard. Yeah, and it's kind of like backlash from the Mean Too movement all being dumped on Amber Heard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I just, I think that's very interesting. And I think that the, I mean, obviously Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's relationship is very complicated, but I think also the way that the public feels about them each is also very complicated. And that's mostly, I think, um, I mean, we are going to talk a little bit more about Amber Heard and potentially her part in all of this as well as what's going to happen next in this saga, as well as, um, you know, more about the public p- public reception and like the public view of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard more today. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think no matter what today we can't, although we can say that like based on the evidence that we've seen that Johnny Depp is a perpetrator, like at the end of this, we can't say one way or another whether Amber Heard is a perpetrator. Yeah. Just based on all of the research that Brittany has so, so uh, cultivated so well and reading through that, just know that this is this is a difficult thing to to make a final judgment on. And I think that at the end of the day, that makes sense because number one, who are we to make a judgment? Not just Brittany and I, but any of us. That's like a, a, a whole thing you with celebrity culture is they have these whole lives and because they're in the media, we get to, to be the judge of, of what happens with them and, and what their character is. Who are, you got me on my soapbox. So who are we to make that decision? Number one, but number two, we talked about this in a previous episode where a lot of times with domestic violence, so much of it is behind closed doors and no one ever knows about it. Not the person's best friend, not their parents, not their, sometimes not even their children know about what's happening. And so especially with this extremely publicized case while it's true there are some aspects of it that are publicized how much of it is not how much of this never got recorded never we never saw anything and so you got to take all of this with a grain of salt because this is kind of we're weighing in on what the the media and the powers that be would like us to see not the first some people may be asking, well, if we can't make that judgment about Amber Heard, how can we make that decision about Johnny Depp? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a good question. Um, and some of the stuff that we had talked about at the beginning of the first episode on this Sega is that we had talked about things that we would be looking for, um, you know, that, that points to a pattern of somebody being a perpetrator of domestic violence, um, including... Um, you know, the emotional, psychological abuse, um, the way that somebody talks about their partner, um, jealousy and control and all of that stuff, as well as potentially um, initiating physical violence and being physically intimidating to, you know, try to control their partner. So that's all stuff that we saw um, Johnny Depp engage in. However, because there just isn't a lot of information about how Amber Heard talks about Johnny Depp um, with her friends and family and all of that stuff. Um, There's not a lot of evidence about like whether Amber Heard was controlling or not 
or a jealous person. Um, there's just not a lot of stuff that we can say that we can look at that with Amber Heard. Now, if all we had to go off of with Johnny Depp was, you know, a couple instances maybe where there was a physical altercation, like, um, and it was kind of iffy whether Amber Heard was engaging in that or not, um, I would have a harder time definitively saying that that was a pattern of control and abuse. Um, because again, it's a pattern. It's a pattern. And it also, when we talk about domestic violence, a lot of people see this, this very simplistic view of it, of being a physical altercation, which absolutely happens. And it happens a lot with domestic violence. But like Brittany's saying, there's so much more. There's so much underneath the iceberg, if you will. <laughs> We're at the tip of the iceberg here. There's so much under all of that water that we aren't seeing. And that might not be a physical altercation, but it might be choices about how money are, is made or conversations about who you should spend time with and who you shouldn't and jealousy and um, personal freedoms in the relationship. And those are things that are really, really hard to see, but they are things that we saw with Johnny Depp. And they're things that we're going to talk more about with Amber Heard today. So now's a good time to say, if you have not heard part one of this episode, you may want to pop this one off and turn that one on. Um, in the first episode, as you probably have gathered, we we took a deep dive into Johnny Depp and his dynamics within the relationship and, and kind of how that worked from his perspective and his side. And now we're going to flip the script a little bit and look at Amber Heard and see where things are with her, what's going on with her, and how she may have contributed. And then what's next, right? What's next in this, in this long, long story of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? And so something that um, I think that we should start with is going over some of the key pieces of evidence that was in quotations for everybody who cannot see me um, against Amber Heard. Um, and so basically the, the foundation of that is two audio recordings one of which she is admitting to starting a physical altercation with Johnny Depp. And then the other one was published um, in 2020 by the Daily Mail in the UK. It's like a tabloid magazine where, um, and it's been cited many, many times. It's a huge thing around the internet right now where Amber Heard is apparently telling Johnny Depp that nobody will believe him because he's a man, which if that was true, like that would be kind of perpy to say, mm -hmm. um, but we're going to take a listen to that one. Um, thankfully doesn't have any swear words in that part of the recording. <laughs> Whereas the other one um, where she's admitting to starting a physical altercation does have a lot of swearing. So in order to prevent Libby's laptop from breaking again, uh, we're just going to read those transcripts to you guys. 
So I'll start with the first recording, and this is the one that the internet claims that she is saying that no one will believe Johnny Depp because Johnny Depp is a man. Um, that's kind of what the buzz around this is, and that's what this video people use to support that argument. I'm going to let you all listen to this, and we can talk about it and see if that's what we think is happening. And yes. I, you know, it's a fair fight. It sees how many people believe or side with you. It doesn't matter if it's a fair, fair, fair fight. My ass. Exactly. Because you're big, you're bigger and you're stronger. And so when I say that I thought you could kill me, that doesn't mean you count her. You also, uh, that, that, that you lost your own finger. I, I am not trying to attack you here. I'm just trying to point out the fact of why I said call 911. Because I was, you, are, you had your hands on me after you threw a phone in my face. And I just got crazy in the past. And I truly thought, I need to stop this madness before I get hurt. Oh, my God. And I never think about myself that way. I never defend myself that way. I never see myself as a victim. It's right. your fault, you know? All right. Yeah. What do you think, Britt? I didn't hear her say nobody will believe you. Yeah, I think I think what they're referencing is at the very beginning. Um, I think it's at the very beginning. I don't hear those words either, but she says something about I think she's defending herself as to why. Why she believed that she was in danger not mm -hmm. the fact that someone wouldn't believe him i don't know yeah i mean i guess what i what i could see is somebody hearing her say that like you know just because because this is what the recording starts with is she's saying like just because i am claiming to be a victim of domestic violence doesn't mean that you get to turn around and claim that you're a victim of domestic violence like that's not how how that should happen yeah yeah well and i think we talk with domestic violence about um power right it is all about power and i think we've given several examples of this on the podcast in the past about how something that doesn't appear to be from an outside perspective doesn't automatically read as threatening can be very threatening in a relationship. I think my go-to example of this is is one that Farron has has shared several several times of how she had a client who went to court for some sort of domestic violence thing. It might have been a divorce proceeding, it might have been a protection order, who's to say. And she was sharing her story and her experience, the victim, and her husband took off his wedding ring and set it and placed it on the table. And to anyone in that room, that means nothing. That means nothing, right? That just means like, I don't know, maybe his fingers were swelling, swelling. It was a hot courtroom. Maybe it was like a nervous tick, you know, who's to say? But for her, that has a different context because every time a, physical, a physically violent experience would happen, it would start with him taking his wedding ring off. And mm. so for him to do that in the courtroom, to us meant nothing. And to her meant something really bad is about to happen. Something really bad is about to happen. And so when she says that 
she's explaining why she felt like she was in danger and why she said call 911. Honestly, our interpretation outside of that call means nothing. Because everyone in that courtroom, looking at him taking his wedding ring off and setting on the table, was like, this means nothing to me. Mm -hmm. This is nothing. But the people experiencing and on the inside of that relationship have a first, unfortunately, really good seats to that show and understand what they're looking at. And so for me, that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that she's saying no one will believe you. It sounds like she's saying, like, this is why I felt like I was in danger. Right. Yeah. And she never once said that nobody will believe you. Yeah. So I just, I don't understand. Like, I just, people like jump on this, you know, justice for Johnny Depp bandwagon. They read these headlines and they don't like track down these original sources of information. And there's this, um, this recently posted video on YouTube of Amber Heard doing a a very short interview for some tabloid or something I can't remember talking about like things that she learned in 2020 or something and um and it got like a couple thousand likes but it got over 400,000 dislikes and people just keep commenting on it this quote that she apparently said you know nobody will believe you because you're a man and just there's there's tons and tons of those comments on that they're just being they're flooding that youtube video with that and it's like that's based on that's not even based on something that happened yeah yeah I, and let's, it, play it, let's play it again let's play it again okay. and see see if we can hear it the second time You know, it's a fair fight. It sees how many people believe or side with you. It doesn't matter if it's a fair, fair, fair fight. My ass. Exactly. Because you're big, you're bigger, and you're stronger. And so when I say that I thought you could kill me, that doesn't mean you count her. You also, uh, that, that, that you lost your own finger. I, I am not trying to attack you here. I'm just trying to point out the fact of why I said call 911. Mm hmm. I, I hear I, I guess I can see where they're coming from with the comment of who's going to side with you. You're you're bigger and stronger, but for for me, that that leans so heavily into the why you're afraid, you know, why I'm afraid you're mm -hmm. bigger, and stronger. And I mean, I think, I think she's saying that, like, people will, you know, believe her because he is, you know, a man. He's bigger than her physically. He might be stronger than her physically. And so I think she's saying that, like, people do kind of understand where she's coming from. But, Brittany, here's another thing. As I was saying that out loud, I got to thinking, you know, that clip is a little bit longer. And we both listened to the whole thing, but it's not super relevant was my thought, 
But as it goes on, they talk about, she talks about how the media is in his corner and particularly TMZ is always Mm -hmm. willing to play his story and not hers. And I wonder if that's what she's referencing when she says, like, who's going to take whose side or who who Mm -hmm. is going to take your side? Because she answers that later in the conversation that it's TMZ. TMZ takes his side. Right. And yeah, and she's saying it's not a fair fight. She's It's not a fair fight because people, like, the media is on Johnny Depp's side. And she's totally right. <laughs> so maybe that's, maybe that's what she's trying to communicate. And of course, she's in the middle of an argument with somebody that has hurt her. So you know, that gets flustered. But maybe that's what she's arguing is that people will believe him, not that they won't. Yeah, I think it's um, very interesting to me when an audio recording starts, like at what point in the conversation it starts and at what point is it cut off by whoever's publishing this into the media. And so I think it's very interesting to me that basically the very beginning of this is when supposedly she's, you know, saying this horrible thing to Johnny Depp about nobody believing him. And yet, I mean, at least to me, like it's the sentence is halfway cut off is what I've understood. And we don't know, like it's providing no context going into that statement Uh Uh and then the same thing happens um at the end of that audio recording um in a you know what seems to me to be a very timely spot um of her admitting to starting a physical altercation yeah and we'll jump into that article next but i think that speaks to the point that Brittany and i are trying to say in that while it's pretty clear one way or the other about Johnny Depp based on the information and the recordings and and the evidence, there's a lot that's missing with Amber Heard and whether that could prove that she isn't abusive and that she is a victim or it could prove that she is abusive. I mean, I, it could go either way, right? There's so much that's missing and that's, That's hard to say. So let me read a few things from this other recording that was leaked. And in this, the big thing is that she admits to starting a physical altercation. Now, if you remember, we talked about this a bit in the last episode or the last Johnny Depp episode um, that I don't I don't give a lot of credit to that. I'll be honest, that doesn't mean a ton to me because there's so much happening within domestic violence that so frequently you hear of after abuse and abuse and abuse and abuse and and days and months of being abused by your partner, one day you snap and you start the fight. And you still get it worse <laughs> worse mm-hmm. most likely than the person than the the other partner, but you instigate that because you snap after being abused for so long. I think we can we can probably all think about a time where we snapped after just getting over and over and over. We ran out of patience, right? And so 
whether this could be her admitting to being abusive or this could be her admitting to after a ton of abuse snapping and starting a physical fight i'll we'll talk about that so according to the clip she um there's an argument in the clip about whether uh, what kind of force was used by amber heard so johnny depp says that he that she punched him and she says that she slapped him and so this is this is her argument for that she says i'm sorry that i didn't hit you across the face in a proper slap but i was hitting you it was not punching you babe you're not punched i don't know what the motion of my actual hand was but you're fine i did not hurt you i did not punch you i was hitting you so that's kind of like her perspective on what her interaction was in the fight and that's what people that's what people get so worked up about is this is her admitting to being quote unquote physically abusive so after that a little later in the clip johnny depp is quoted saying i left last night honestly i swear to you because i just couldn't take the idea of more physicality more physical abuse on each other because had we continued it i would have got it would have gotten bleep bad and baby i told you this once i'm scared to death that we are a bleep crime scene right now and then at some point later in the recording um amber heard is quoted saying i can't promise you that i won't get physical again i bleep sometimes get so mad i just lose it so this has been used as definitive proof that amber heard is the perpetrator and johnny depp is the victim now this recording ends right as Amber Heard is about to explain the context of starting that physical altercation, mm-hmm. which I would very much like to know what was happening when that started. Um, and again, I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not in any way suggesting that, oh, Johnny Depp must have done something to deserve Amber Heard hitting him. But like, I think that the context for a physical altercation in an abusive relationship is very important. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Because how else are you going to know? Is this a time where she rages and is now abusive? Or is this at the end of a two hour long abusive incident where she's- Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And I mean, for all we know, she's about to say, yeah, um, you know, I, I started the physical altercation because you didn't, you know, take your shoes off before coming into the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be that, or it could be that he was like seriously gaslighting her and and she just like had, you know, cause gaslighting can be really, you know, psychologically damaging um, and she snapped or something, or maybe he, he was behaving physically um, 
imposing and was like banging cabinets and maybe he threw stuff. I mean, we don't know. All we know is that she's admitting to starting the physical altercation, you know, committing a a physical act on Johnny's physical person. Yeah. She's admitting to slapping him. And, and that's, that's what she's admitting to here is that she slapped him and she can't promise that at any point in the relationship, she won't slap him again. Which that, I mean, honestly, the fact that she admits that, um, I know it kind of sounds counterintuitive, but just from my experience, you know, with my own personal experience, being a victim of domestic violence, as well as hearing all this stuff from the clients that we've worked with, is that a perpetrator of abuse always promises to never do it again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or they make a threat. Mm-hmm. You know, they might say, like, if you do this again, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of avoidance and a lot of manipulation around this. I'm not going to say it never happens, but what I will say is this seems pretty rare to say that, like, she owning up to the fact, like, yeah, it's possible I might do this again. That does not sound that sounds more rare for perpetrator mm-hmm. than common. Exactly. But who's to say, right? I mean, again, we have so little information. And, you know, in the end, it could be that Amber Heard was putting together a dossier starting in 2013. Mm -hmm. And that this is all a total and complete fabrication. (laughs) I cannot imagine being that organized. <laughs> no. I, I mean, that that is uh, Johnny Depp's probably number one claim about her is that this is all just a strategy to blow up her career and to uh, and to to get more success. And she's been doing the scheming this from the beginning. And mm-hmm. if that's the case, I think she needs a lot more credit. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. She would have to be a mastermind. Yep. Yep. And speaking of Johnny Depp's claims about Amber Heard, um, she's actually pursuing legal action against him in the United States for defamation of character um, because he has spoken to the media and put stuff out just all over. I mean, generally in the media, whether it's through his, um, you know, social media accounts or through publications, through his lawyer, um, all of that stuff. Um, He has been talking a lot about how um, she's, you know, put together this dossier and it's all for her own personal benefit and to get more famous and rich and that she's a liar, that she was like painted on fake bruises. Um, And, and so she is, um, yeah, this has, Um, recently moved through court and so it's going to be going to trial in may in virginia and all of that is possible right and and she there is some confusion around the painting on bruises and while that is pretty shady i'll give you that i also have heard a story of somebody who experienced domestic violence over a long period of time which very rarely was physical, but extremely emotionally abusive. 
And he hit her one time. And it was at a certain point in the relationship where she had been dealing with abuse for so long that she told me she sat in the bathroom and and punched where he had punched her in an attempt to get it to bruise just so that there would be some proof mm. that this was as bad as as it was because there was never any proof you couldn't see it it was all invisible and could could painting on bruises be that i don't i don't know well and i think the thing is is that we have no proof that she painted on bruises um and the fact that bruising wasn't evident isn't proof to me that she wasn't physically abused yeah no not at all so i mean the fact that like you know somebody saw her the next day after something supposedly happened and she was um without bruises and then the day after she had bruises doesn't mean to me that she painted the bruises on the second day. Yeah. Because A, bruises take time to develop sometimes. And B, she could have been wearing skillfully applied makeup the first day. Yeah, you're you're right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think that that instance that you mentioned, you know, where that woman she just, or I don't know if it was a woman, I guess, that um, that victim, that survivor, um, I can totally understand that because like, especially that psychological abuse can really get to you. And it's like, it almost like you almost invalidate yourself. Like, how am I this, um, kind of internally struggling Mm -hmm. when there isn't that physical proof? Yeah. But, but I'll tell you, Brittany, that, you know, and part of my work at SAFE, I've done counseling with people who have experienced domestic violence and time and time again they say that they would rather be physically hurt over and over and over again Mm -hmm. than deal with the emotional abuse that happened and that was the stuff that they were in my office dealing with through counseling was not you know the scar that they had but everything that was going on inside their head that was so much worse yeah yeah I mean it took it I still, I mean, it's been 10 years since I left that abusive relationship and I don't have any of the physical injuries left after all this time. Um, but I still deal with the psychological Uh issues, you know, um, despite years of psychotherapy. Um, yeah, so I get that. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah, this is what we have for you on Amber Heard. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I, I guess we'll let you be the judge of what you think now that you have hopefully some more information about what really happened with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And if we miss something, please let us know and we can uh, continue to, to sort through all of this. And especially as this case continues to unfold and there's more court cases and there's more uh, conversation around this, my guess is that more information is just gonna keep coming out. So please feel free to give us some holes in our story. If we're missing any, you can do that by emailing me at outreach at safeproject.org. And um, in the future, I mean, there is gonna be a lot more information that comes out. There's Johnny Depp's libel lawsuit against Amber Heard. There's her lawsuit against his 
him for the defamation. Um, and just recently, um, apparently they have, somebody has subpoenaed a bunch of Johnny Depp's friends and old flames um, to like get text messages and conversations between him and them. Um, so I think we're going to get a lot more information about both people. And we might at some point have to do an episode with an update. I hope so. Because now I'm just so invested in Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I think I'll just be continuously looking for more information about this forever. Yeah, and I think also the fallout, you know, at the end of this is going to be interesting as well. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, like I said, make up your minds on this and, and be open to new information as it comes out, just like we have. And and please feel free to give us anything that we have missed. But if you are a person that that is experiencing domestic violence, sexual assault, stalking, anything under that umbrella and you'd like to speak to an advocate please give our hotline a call and we can we can talk to you about that or connect you with somebody that can help and our hotline number is 307-745-3556 and on that note i'm gonna go watch pirates of the caribbean that was a bad joke <laughs>